Hello everyone and welcome to The Beaten Track. I'm Joe Bullock and I'm joined as always by Lou Baker. Hello Joseph. See there was no gap this week, straight in with the, uh, with the yeah. Beaten. Well I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you internalised it to such a point that you, you're ready to... It's because, it's because I'm excited about, about the topic this week. Um, yeah. yeah. We're doing... We're doing Echo and the Bunny Men and the second record, uh, Heaven Up Here, which was which is my choice, and I'm just so excited. Well, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we're not doing a topic or anything today. We're just getting uh, into the album, the Echo and the Bunny Men second album, yeah. But um, before like we get into the show proper, I would, you know, the big news in the sort of indie sort of alternative world this week is that Sophie passed away on Saturday morning and yeah, they were just um, one of the sort of the best working producers right now. And it's quite, quite sad to see. And and obviously a sad time for their family and and friends, et cetera. But um, Sophie was one of the leading sort of lights in the hyper pop movement. She had uh, the great um, product compilation and then her, um, debut album oil of every pearls on insides um more recently and you know worked with madonna and charlie xcx and vince staples etc so uh it's a very tragic uh death and, and obviously we're we're you know it's a sad time for everyone but yeah paying our respect. yeah yeah well said completely agree um big loss and yeah couldn't have put it any better yeah you're certainly right and you're always better at remembering those things than I am so well done for that hello everyone it's Joe reporting from the future um just as a little addendum to that note about Sophie's death I've read um that in news outlets etc and reporting on on the the incident that uh Sophie's family would prefer if if no pronouns were used when referring to Sophie so uh, apologies for that in my uh, previous discussion it wouldn't have happened if it was a written form or something like that etc but otherwise everything that i said still goes and, and yeah very tragic loss so enjoy the episode yeah but um without further ado we'll um get into echo and the bunny yeah well i think we should talk about um echo and the bunny man i guess and um yeah uh post-punk 80s um indie band from Liverpool, um, fronted by Ian McCulloch. And, um, yeah, probably a bit of a cult band, I guess. Um, obviously the best band ever from Liverpool. Yeah, uh, goes without saying. Um, I agree. But, yeah, I think certainly one, I mean, to me anyway, certainly strike me as one of the most consistent uh, bands of that era. Very interesting. And I think the first four albums are all pretty um, great Um and yeah, I think maybe slightly overlooked in a way sometimes um, compared to maybe The Cure and um, uh, obviously Joy Division and maybe other bands in and around there. Um, but yeah, I think they're the best. You think they're the best? Yes. <laughs> Just in, in general? I think Echo of the Bully Men are the best, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was just more familiar with them before as it's like... Yeah, I hadn't delved into their albums before. They're more sort of, not necessarily a singles band for me, but I hadn't gotten into that that side of them yet. I think I was a bit familiar with Ocean Rain, perhaps, but not 
um, any of the other albums, really. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I think I was possibly the same before picking up um, this one. I certainly knew, certainly knew Ocean Rain and and a lot of their songs. Um, but yeah, maybe hadn't dealt. This was the first album of theirs that I um, I picked up in a record store and and probably found probably struggled to get into it a little bit at first. But once I did, I um, fell in love with it. I think it's a great great record. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, and it then sort of pushed me to go and listen to the the other ones, you know, Crocodiles, the one before it, and then uh, Porcupine and and Ocean Rain, as you mentioned, and I think they're all um, pretty solid and, and interesting releases. Yeah, I think this is a more compared to Ocean Rain or something. It's more sort of jagged, sort of post punk, more rocky, I guess, than 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 that. It's sort of I mean, this release as well has this sort of psychedelic side and this this atmospheric side to it, but that's something they explore later on in their career. This is very much like a a rock album, really. And yeah, but it, it did remind me of The Cure a lot, actually, because, you know, albums like Disintegration, where it does, or some of the songs are just building up this atmosphere and this sort of sense of, of dread or like misery and stuff. So it's kind of, very much in that vein. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like I mean I, I think it's um certainly my favourite of the records and has the sort of yeah, you know, like I said, these very angular guitar playing the guitar playing and it's great mixed with a kind of psychedelic approach, I guess, and, and just a kind of atmosphere to the album that I think um is really good. It's kind of heady, I guess, and yeah. Um and yeah, I guess it has a slightly different feel from like the more hook focus work and slightly more jangly guitars um, later on. And yeah, it's um, it's kind of dark, I guess. And yeah, I think it definitely does link to The Cure in that sense. It um, teases you a little bit. It's not really sort of verse, chorus, verse tracks. It's more, um, yeah, sort of um, circular rhythms and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I think... Yeah, there's definitely themes of like detachment and, and like um, betrayal and like restlessness and stuff. And yeah, it's really great for that sort of gothic um, 80s indie sort of uh, themes. So they do them pretty well. So yeah, it's also got great album artwork. I'd just like to mention how good the album artwork is. It's um, um, yeah, it's like, I, I think I really like album artwork that features beaches in it. For some okay, reason. interesting. What What is another example? Neil Young's on the beach. I think that and oh, this yeah. are my two favourite pieces of art. Of the first thing that comes into mind for me, do you ever see that Manic Street Preachers album that's like then? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, I, I, wasn't think, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair play. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's got that wallowing sort of quality, whereas I think because the, the vocals are so accentuated, like, like Robert Smith's and and you've got the sort of sort of doomy, sort of echoey quality. It does 
it is that kind of um yeah it definitely puts in a similar vein to like an album like closer by joy division or disintegration where it's got this kind of almost personal feel where a lot of the instrumentation stuff sort of yeah lending lending itself to the vocals really i mean you've got this sort of droning guitars on certain moments and these sort of very sort of restrained drum beats that then sort of burst out and stuff it's kind of yeah not necessarily built around like really catchy verse chorus verse but like it's definitely uh quite in a way built around the vocals and, and lots of songs mm. yeah i had i had closer joy division written down as one of the albums it sort of links to and yeah definitely the cure but i think also i think the guitars particularly are something that's different from maybe um the post-punk bands at the time kind of remind me of like sort of Gang of Four or or Wire a little bit, something slightly earlier in terms of the really quite angular and um and yes, they, they I think that the guitar pro is probably the standout thing on this album because you know McCulloch's voice is pretty great on all the albums and is you know a big attraction to what Echo and the Bunny Men are. But I think the guitar work on this album is probably what um makes it stand out for me. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like you're gonna have to lead on this one, though. I mean, I, I like the album, but it's not like I don't know. For me, it doesn't like reach, or why I don't really like the cure that much. But I mean, it's it's not closer for me. You know, it's not. Um, I don't have that same affection for it. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to lead, mate. I'm always happy to lead. Yeah. Well, well, wait, should we get into the tracks? Yeah, yeah, if you'd like. Yeah. So. Um, Show of Strength is the opener. Um, and yeah, it's got this great sort of atmospheric opening guitar tones. Um, the, the, yeah, the fantastic sort of opening guitar riff and these great sort of um, pounding drums as well. And it's kind of, I guess, similar to a couple, the first four tracks or so have got this similar sort of idea and name. Um, yeah, I love, I think McCulloch's voice on this one's particularly great. And some of the lyrics, I think, sometimes I think with Echo and the Bunnymen, the lyrics can maybe, um, you can maybe sort of kind of get away with not paying attention too much sometimes for some reason. But I think there's a couple of lyrics that stand out, and particularly on this track where he says, um, your golden smile could shame a politician. Um, I think it's pretty good. And yeah, I think it's a... I think it starts the first three or four tracks, including this one, are pretty good. Yeah, I think the, the album shifts slightly towards the end, not not in quality, but like after like um, the disease and stuff, it does become perhaps more like spaced out and like moody. Whereas these, I mean, are quite yeah, they're quite sort of almost typical like post-punk songs or like although um, something like Over the Wall or something, it's got like. Um, this more like restrained quality and this more like slow build. Whereas I think show of strength is kind of like, yeah, it's interesting. Cause I think when I think about echo and the bunny men, it is more, they're obviously very much like a Gothic band, but they're also, they've got this kind of rock appeal that maybe some of those sort of post-punk mm. bands don't have the ones that were leaning into the, the, the sort of artier side more like more intently. So I think, yeah, I think the the moodiness and that even though I knew they're like a goth band basically or a gothic rock band, it, it's still slightly like surprising, I guess. Mm. 
yeah, there's definitely those feelings of, um, yeah, there is that kind of mix between, um, yeah, the rock sound and the gothic sound is, yeah, especially on this one, I think you get that. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned Over the Wall, and there's also uh, With a Hip um, as well, and between those two, even more angular guitars. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned Wire and Gang of Four before, because those are the, the two that kind of came to mind, I think, most because you've got this sort of these quite like circular bass tones um, and then it's the guitar that's kind of woven um, into it and can kind of be a bit more free, I guess. Um, and yeah, I think they're great. And yeah, like you said, over the wall, maybe the standout track, I guess. Won't stop brilliant sort of opening build up until McCulloch kind of shouts over the wall uh, yeah I think it's a I think it's a really sort of um, yeah it's one of my favourite tracks one of my favourite tracks of Echo and the Bunny Men definitely in there yeah and, there's, and I think the lyrics on that one are actually pretty good there's something quite bleak and and, and also quite oblique as well in the same at the same time um, I'm not sure whether over the wall is kind of meaning that he's kind of like escaped or whether he he's kind of past the point of no return I can't really work that out mm, yeah I mean yeah and that's a sort of yeah it's a slower track but I mean something like with a hip it's like yeah the sort of almost, the very rhythmic quality that really start um, like stood out and uh, the drums really stood out to me on that track the kind of in, in a way they're quite simple but I like how sort of intense they are and um yeah, how they sort of add this sort of more mechanical sense to the, the otherwise quite sort of fluid and like yeah, like circular guitars and 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 bass etc. Like, it, it does have this psychedelic, this sort of dreamlike quality that is added by like the droning of the guitars or or the more improvisational aspects of the guitar playing. But then the drums are sort of add this like really like mechanical sort of driving sense. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, those first two tracks are pretty, pretty great. Sort of, yeah, got a lot of sort of gothic themes and and the sort of uh, the darker side of them. And then, yeah, I think the album does sort of shift a little bit after that. And um, um, you have it was a pleasure, which I think it's the guitar work on that again. I think it's really good. There's a sort of, sort of more danceable, sort of funky and jerky guitars to that, um, which feature. In some of Echo the Bunny Men's later work, actually, there's more maybe sort of funky. Um, I say funky, but maybe that's not the best description of them. Maybe it's more sort of um, a jerky kind of a guitar sound that, that comes about on that one. But then, yeah, after that, you get different things going on. You have A Promise, um, which is a pretty great single. Um, it's much slower, just the one, um, just the one sort of uh, chord. And, and the bleakness of the broken promise that, that, that McCulloch's talking about. Vocals are fantastic on that. And then, yeah, the, the, the second half of the, the album, I think it's still pretty good, but maybe there are a couple of 
tracks like Heaven Up Here, I don't didn't think didn't think that's great. Is that great? But after that, there's some good ones. What did you think? Yeah, I like the sort. Of, I like the disease and stuff actually because I like the. Mm. Yeah, it's just a different way to a different angle to sort of take the track with. Really, it's kind of like almost like an interlude or something. It's just like this. Yeah. It's coming in and this sort of just reading of the lyrics, but with very sort of minimal, uh, yeah, more atmospheric and, and spooky sort of instrumental work. I mean, that's why I felt like there was a sort of separation there because it does feel like such a a, a different like shift in the, the direction. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'd listen to it like as a track because I think it does have that that sort of fading in quality, that that, that sort of an interlude quality, but do enjoy that sort of atmosphere that they build and even even if like some of the songs in the second half weren't as memorable i think yeah i enjoy just hearing those textures and the the sort of the sound sort of repeated and like the different variations on that although like yeah i agree um, yeah i had the disease i had i got the disease and my notes interlude that was my that was my <laughs> little note and that but it is pretty well realized um and then, yeah, the next track, All My Colours, which I think in like Echo and the Body Men Circles is known as Zimbo, but um, that's a pretty great one. I think it's got this kind of like slightly haunting flute sounds and it's got this like Celtic folk guitar sort of thing and chants of Zimbo over like drone over the top. And yeah, it's that's a really, that's a really sort of probably one of the, the last sort of ones that really stands out to me, even though the, the other tracks afterwards are still pretty good. But um yeah, it reminds me of like one of the songs from The Wicker Man or something, that one that's got this kind of <laughs> yeah, probably haunting shot, thing yeah. going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think maybe, yeah, like you're saying, yeah, but like something, something like, I don't know, they're, yeah, they're, there's something strangely sort of, when you get to like Ocean Rain and stuff, there is something kind of uplifting, even though like The Killing Moon or something is obviously like a song that's kind of, you know, maybe the lyrics aren't as like, um, I don't know, there's something affirmative and quite like, you know, the, the fantastic elements become a bit lighter and, and the instrumentation becomes a bit lighter, etc. It's definitely got a different tone than this album, which is more like, yeah, this sort of bleakness and this, not without like humour or anything or without any kind of lightness, but I think they embrace the, the more perhaps the more psychedelic than the gothic aspects when they go later into their career. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definite feelings of, of like the detachment uh, throughout the sort of thing. I mean, you know, yeah, there's definitely that change. And I think they did, you know, they, they got much more mainstream success later down the line. And that's no sort of, you know, it's no coincidence that, that this album didn't produce that for them, I guess. But um, yeah, you, you definitely get the the sense of. I think I mentioned detachment a couple of times, and things like betrayal and um, and sort of hypocrisy and stuff in in the lyrics um, in songs like a promise, and then you get that again in the sort of last couple of thing, last couple of tracks. Turquoise days is a pretty good one. It's got this kind of slow building crescendo, and then the final track is maybe a little bit more optimistic and and brighter and sound but um yeah it's certainly um 
a bit of a wallowy album. Like I think you said that before, but um, mm. I think it's very well realised and its sound is pretty cohesive and its themes. I think it does it really, really well, and it kind of sticks to that kind of. Um, yeah, it plays on its themes very well. Is this the um, album? You know, the greatest hits album, or is this the same photo shoot, or whatever? Because I was, I, I should have looked into uh, it, but like, I don't know. The images seem kind of similar, or I might just be like. Well, I know that the, the I think for all their albums, they were trying to like recreate the same sort of. I think for the first four albums, that the, they're all kind of trying to do a similar thing, but I'm not sure whether I don't. I mean, I think this one. I know that the picture for this one. Was done on a beach in Wales, and in order to get the seagulls in the background, they had to like have buckets of fish guts like next to them on the mm. on the shoot, to, so they could get them in the background. So that's um, that's a fun fact for you. Yeah. I mean, also, it, on 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 a slightly weird note, did did you? I saw a lot about people thinking that their name's weird, but I've always just accepted that Echo and the Bunnymen's a band name. But people, are, there's lots of articles that seem to suggest that that's like a, a put off for people. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's that weird. Yeah. I guess I've been quite used to them existing at this point. Mm. I didn't necessarily think it's that. I mean, it's so... Mm. I don't know where it derives from or anything, but I think it's a fun name. I don't know. I've got no problems yeah, no, with it. No qualms from me. No, no, I think it's... I think I've just kind of accepted that it's, it's a band name and I quite like it, yeah. It doesn't strike me but as bad anyway. Yeah. On a sim on a on a similar note to that, do you, do you feel like they're a little bit overlooked in or do you think that that I know you mentioned the cure before has maybe been a band you preferred? Um Well no, not no, I don't really like the cure that much. I mean Yeah. I prefer Joy Division, obviously. I mean some of it reminded me a bit of Bauhaus actually, which was surprising because I do view mm. um Echo and the Bodyman as a much sort of lighter, sort of gothic like Bauhaus are really into the sort of theatrical side of like glam and then the goth going on from that and vampires and all that stuff. But, but some of the tones, like the guitar droning and the drums and stuff sort of reminded me of that atmosphere. Um, I mean, Bauhaus is a band I prefer, but The Cure have always been like, I don't know, they've I've always struggled to get into The Cure like in a massive way. The same thing like Open the Bunnymen, like I'm not, I don't view them as much of an album band, though I do like one or two of them. Um, I don't. I think also I feel like Echo and the Bunnymen might be more popular than some of these bands in in more mainstream circles. I don't know. Like I feel like some people are more likely to know like The Killing Moon than some like songs from other sort of post-punk bands or something. So I don't know. Perhaps their sort of album cycles overlooked, but I feel like they've remained in the sort of popular consciousness. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting. Yeah, it is an interesting one. I think. Yeah, I think they're pretty. Um, yeah, had a pretty consistent set of releases and are pretty great. Um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, they carried on, didn't they? And then they released more stuff in the in the nineties, and they had sort of another hit. And they are, I think, technically still going. Although I'm not sure how great they are nowadays. But I mean, I'm not not seeing them. But yeah, I mean. Like, I mean, the Cure are still going, aren't they? And they they sound pretty yeah. uh, pretty fantastic when they when they play live. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Echo and the Body Men. There you go. There it is. That's our take, I guess. Yeah.
Um, also, but... this is another thing I had written down, just another random one. Um, yeah. This is a quote from, I'd, you, I'd hope that this isn't mentioned in some sort of quiz later, but a quote from Ian McCulloch who said that, uh, he was talking about Manchester and Liverpool, and he was talking about Morrissey and the fact that he hates mm-hmm. Morrissey. Um, but he said that um, they were maybe more suited to the Manchester group, which I think is really interesting and also something that I would... Um, although it pains me to say, would agree with in terms of their sound, they seem to be quite linked to um, um, sort of Joy Division and um, a lot of the Manchester post-punk bands at the time. I don't really know what was coming out of Liverpool at the time, really. Uh, my Liverpool um, band knowledge is quite limited. To be honest, I mean, right then it was the Echo and the Bunnymen and, and then sort of late, you had the sort of like the teardrop explodes and then Flock of Seagulls and Frankie oh, okay. Goes to Hollywood. And so there was sort of post-punky things going on and, um, some pretty good bands. Mm, okay, well, the teardrop explains is kind of uh, similar, I guess, in a way. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe not Frankie goes to Hollywood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we both devised the quiz today, Louis. So yeah, that's it. I mean, it's been a while actually since we both had one. Yeah, because I've been lazy. I yes, because you're a lazy boy. As is Echo and the Bunny Man, I'll do. A, I've done an animal themed, an animal animal band quiz. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want to go with that one then? Yeah, I'll get into it. Okay. Best of three, like all my quizzes are, Lou. Yes. Okay, number one. I mean, they're all bands with animals in them. That's the, Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, which band did a song called I Need Some Sleep, which features in the Shrek 2 soundtrack? Oh, for God's sake. Trust you to put us. A- a question about the Shrek 2 soundtrack on there. They're quite a popular indie band as well, sort of. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I really should. Oh, my God. I'm going to kick myself because I'm not matching the song to the band and I can't think of an animal-themed band now. Um, um, oh, dear. Uh, the... Spiky Caterpillars. No, it's the eels. Oh, dear. There you go. Um, number two, which acclaimed indie rock group released Microcastle and Halcyon Digest? For God's sake, I tell you what, you, you're, you're putting me on the um, on the block. Is that a phrase? Um, Maybe. Hmm. Okay, what were they what were they called again? You got Microcastle and Halcyon Digest. Microcastle, Halcyon. Uh, I think if you saw the album covers, though, you'd be like, oh. Yeah, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I just can't match the it's like when I can't put a name to a face, it's the same thing. Um Oh god. And they've got an they've got an animal in their name. Jeez. Uh, Fleet Foxes, but it's not them. No, it's Deer Hunter. Um, oh, for God's sake. Uh, I would, didn't it? See, in my head, they don't even have an animal in their name. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Because it's all sort of in one. Well, that, that's, uh, the, that's the name of I've, the game. I've never listened to enough Deer Hunters, so that probably served me right for not listening Too to very good. Okay. Which grunge supergroup featured Chris Cornell alongside members of Pearl Jam? <laughs> Oh. I mean, so I don't know this either. 
they're not really a super. I, they, it says they're a super group on Wikipedia, but I'm like, it's just members who went to join Pearl Jam and Chris Cornell. So it's not really a it's super just, group. This is going to be a zero out of three for me. Um, Chris Cornell and the members of Pearl Jam, they made a grunge group. A grunge group. Just think of your lesser grunge groups, not your big. Not the big old grunge groups. Um, I genuinely the piggies. They're not called the piggy. The pigs. The 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 reptiles. The rats. No. The snakes. Snakes on snakes on wheels. No. Snakes should I, should I just tell you, Because I feel yes. Like I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is. It's Temple of the Dog. Oh for God. See, I wouldn't have got that either. Okay. I mean, that's well, that's the, the animal banquet. Zero out of three. Wow, there you go. Now it's your turn to to humiliate me. The deer hunter's the only one that I I felt like I should have got. So um, okay. I'm a little bit annoyed at that. Yes. Okay, that didn't go very well. But now you're not going to do very well on mine. Excellent. I have got a your favourite of all my quizzes. Super group. Oh, excellent. Like yeah. Temple of the Dog. Yeah. So. We've got uh, in Echo and the Bunny M, they have very, it's quite easy this week. So it's only a guitar, bass, drums, and vocals. Okay. And as per usual, I'm going to give you um, four uh, famous rabbits. Well, not it's not always rabbits, but obviously this week it's, it's rabbits because of yes. the, the Bunny Men. Um, and you're going to tell me which um, instrument slash um, thing they do. So, Number one, I've got Peter Rabbit, okay. obviously. Um, and then the second one is the Were Rabbit, obviously from uh, Wallace oh, okay. and Gromit. Then we've got Bugs Bunny. Okay, I've got this sorted. And the Killer Rabbit from Monty Python is the final one. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I did a lot of reading about famous rabbits today, and there are, I feel like I've really let down um, the Duracell bunny and all the characters from Watership Down yeah, didn't well, get in this quiz. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> I, I, but I've figured it out already, so you'll be glad. Okay, okay. I, these well, ones came to me quite clearly. I was like, okay. I know. As soon as you yes. said the names, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I've got Peter Rabbit on bass because I just thought out of all of these, okay. this is pretty low key. I know he's a bit of a, a mischievous little bastard, mm. but at the same time, he's yeah. not as quite as grandiose as the other ones. But the wear rabbit because he's a big chunky boy and he probably doesn't he could just be sitting on the drums like yeah okay um bugs bunny is quite a showboat he'll be on the vocals um mm. and then the killer rabbit is going to be shredding the guitar so that's my logic i take my hat off to you joe you've smashed that that really? is on the nose yes. to, to you had, you even had the same thoughts as me yeah that's uh, one well okay that's yeah great. Um, yeah, Peter Rabbit on bass, chilled out guy, likes to live with a slap bass. Um, Wear Rabbit, he's the biggest one, so he gives the drums a whack. You've got the Killer Rabbit on guitar with his angular rhythms and um, shredding. And yeah, Bugs Bunny on vocals because yeah, yeah. he is the king of the bunnies. Well, and he's, he talks a lot. I mean, that's just it, right? So there you go. I, I got zero and you got all four. Yeah, but my one was dumb. It was just like. No one knows the eels. I mean, people do, but like... Yeah, it's certainly dumb compared to putting different bunny, famous bunnies in into a super group. Exactly. Yeah. People know that. That's fine. Yeah. 
All right. Um, yes. Next yes, week, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to come up with an actual topic. I think. Oh yeah, topic. yeah. I forgot we used to do we them. We, we haven't done do... topics for a while. No, yeah. we just kind of go. Yeah, these yeah. are kind of short and sweet. Do an album. Do a quiz. See you later. <laughs> well, <laughs> have fun. Um, yeah, but we'll see. And yeah, thanks for listening, okay. everyone. And goodbye. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>